AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. All right, let's talk about heart rate zones, something that obviously is a huge part of many people's exercise programs. It is a big part of now many of these boutique fitness studios. You know, you're seeing these numbers now. With all this fitness technology, it's easier than ever before to measure heart rate. And there's so much confusion and there's so much inaccurate data and formulas and information that you're using as a result. And it frustrates me. It frustrates me that I have to do yet another show where I talk about that, where I talk about not only is much of the information that you are getting as far as your heart rate zones, so the formulas you are getting, the readings you are getting, and then the information you're getting about where you should be, incorrect. Incorrect. And so many people have asked me over the years about their max heart rate zones. So we have to go there. And we're just going to talk about the formulas and the main formula that is utilized. Some of you may know it, some of you may not. Those of you in the fitness profession, trainers and the like, what were we taught back in the day? The main formula, and this is the one, by the way, that is utilized by most of the machines that you use. 220 minus your age. The age 
graded heart rate zone formula, essentially. 220 minus your age. Well, where did that come from? (laughs) You know, just like 10,000 steps, people go, where did that come from? And they are super surprised to find out where it did. And if you don't know, I did a show on that. Where did the 10,000 step recommendation come from? But today it's about where did that 220 minus your age maximum heart rate formula come from? Where are we getting that number? And I have two great studies that say we shouldn't be using that. And my years of anecdotal experience with thousands of people and heart rate zones agrees with them. So the first study, the surprising history of the heart rate max equals 220 minus your age equation. And this was in the Journal of Exercise Physiology 2002. I'm going to read you the entire abstract because I think it is really helpful. Really helpful to clarify. So here it is. The estimation of maximal heart rate has been a feature of exercise physiology and related applied sciences since the late 1930s. The estimation of heart rate max has been largely based on the formula heart rate max equals 220 minus your age. This equation is often presented in textbooks without explanation or citation to original research. In addition, the formula and related concepts are included in most certification exams. I can attest to that within sports medicine, exercise physiology, and fitness. Listen, I have a bookcase filled with textbooks that all utilize this formula. It goes on. Despite the acceptance of this formula, research spanning more than two decades reveals the large error inherent in the estimation of heart rate max. And they say 7 to 11 beats per minute. Ironically, inquiry into the history of this formula reveals that it was not developed from original research, but resulted from observation based on data from approximately 11 references consisting of published research or unpublished scientific compilations. Consequently, the formula heart rate max equals 220 minus your age has no scientific merit for use in exercise physiology and the related fields. I would disagree there. I mean, the merit, can you still use it? I would say yes, but with a huge caveat. But that's the only issue I have with this entire study and the the abstract basic explanation of what they're talking about here. And the final couple sentences, a brief review of alternate heart rate max prediction formula reveals that the majority of age-based prediction equations also have large prediction errors greater than 10 beats per minute. Clearly, more research of heart rate max needs to be done using a multivariate model and equations may need to be developed that are population, fitness, health, status, age, exercise mode specific. Okay, I agree. And, you know, it's always surprising when you look at like where the formula came from. Where did the height weight charts come from? Haven't given you that show yet. You know, where where did these numbers come from? And you would think that something as important as your heart rate and zones would be based on something super specific. Here's the thing. Again, I don't think you throw it away. You don't throw away 220 minus your age. You, you know, it's there. It's going to be around. And it is a great starting point for people. It's a great starting point, especially for people who are just starting out. But in my experience, and according to the research, and I'll give you one more study, it underestimates for so many people. It underestimates. Okay, let me give you 
the second perfect study journal of the American College of Cardiology. And this was January 2001, 20 years ago, 19, 20 years ago. And I'm going to read this one verbatim, too. So helpful. The age-predicted heart rate max equation is commonly used as a basis for prescribing exercise programs as a criterion for achieving maximal exertion and as a clinical guide during diagnostic exercise testing. Despite its importance and widespread use, the validity of the heart rate max equation has never been established in a sample that included a sufficient number of older adults. So a little more specific here. Okay, but here's the point. And you're going, come on, Tom, we don't need to hear something else to confuse us with fitness. Well, as you've learned, if you've listened to my prior podcasts, I go to the simple. We go to the basic. So we take the studies, we take all of this stuff, and then we say, okay, how do we simplify it? How do we utilize it and make it useful for you as an individual? That's where the answer lies is you exercise, right? You push yourself and you start to use an intensity-based formula for yourself. So in other words, when I would meet people and they would tell me what their zones are and they would tell me that here's their max and then I'd see them working out and I could just tell visually that they're nowhere near their max, that it is under predicting. So you have to tie in your perceived exertion to your max heart rate. You know, I, I hesitate the good Catholic boy in me to give this example, but I use it all the time. There was a judge once and there was a pornography case. And the judge, his, his quick explanation for what pornography was, was he would know it when he saw it. Now, when it comes to your maximum heart rate, to really pushing the intensity, you will know it when you feel it. So if you have a maximum heart rate that you have figured out, or even, you know, generally speaking, we're not even talking about max heart rate. We're talking about 85%. And that's the number, you know, they tell you you shouldn't really go above is 85%. Now I'm going to give you my specific numbers. And if I stayed below 85% all the time, I would barely be pushing into my, you know, mid range of intensities. So it's super inaccurate. And you have to go by feel. Now, I don't want to get into a a long-winded discussion about heart rate, but it is based on so many different things. Caffeine, you know, different medications, stress level, your environment, so many different things. So it is going to fluctuate immeasurably, which is why cyclists tend to rely on power more. It is much less variable, if at all, based on those factors. It's It's not based on those factors. Okay, so it's the amount of work you're putting out. So again, you say, well, what do we do? Well, let me give you one formula, one, well, I'll give you two. They're almost exactly the same though. So in the same study, I just gave you age predicted maximal heart rate revisited. They say in their results, in the meta-analysis, heart rate max was strongly related to, so there's two different equations now, other than that age predicted. This is the Tanaka equation, and that's 208 minus 0.7 times your age. 208 minus 0.7 times your age. And there's also the Gellish equation, almost the same. It's 207 minus 0.7 times your age. And that is your max heart rate. Now, not a huge difference for some people. 
And that's the problem is there are so many different heart rates. Listen, I had a client years ago, an outlier, but this guy was in his 30s and he would consistently break 200 when performing not even all out exercise. So maximum heart rate, heart rate zones, highly individual. Now, I have to absolutely preface this by saying, yes, you need to get a stress test, especially if you are going to be pushing higher workloads, if you are brand new to fitness, if you are over 40, it is just a smart idea for everyone to go get a stress test to make sure you don't have any issues. That should go without saying, but I have to say it. Nonetheless, you need to make sure that you are able to exercise and to push the intensities. But let me also say this. So that notwithstanding, you know, you are healthy. Let's assume you are healthy. Your body's a really smart machine. How many times do I say that? That also goes for max heart rate. So the chances of the, the vast majority of people getting to their max heart rate is slim. It's not talked about enough. Now, I had to preface that by saying, you got you to gotta be healthy, got to have no issues. But even that being said, when you go get, so here's the thing, you go, how do we truly get your zones? You go to a laboratory and you get a tester, an exercise physiologist who knows what they're doing, super important. And you do, you know, different tests, bike test, run test, depending on what you want. Triathletes will get both. I had both years ago. I would send clients to get both if they were triathletes. But that's another thing, by the way. Your heart rate zones on a bike are going to generally be different than the run. Not always, but your running heart rate zones are generally going to be higher because you're using all your body weight. When you're on a bike, harder, you're supported. And many triathletes, especially, or people that get tested on both, find that, that their running heart rate zones are higher than their biking. Okay, and that makes sense. So again, Here's the takeaway. You use intensity. You use the formulas. And again, you can use that 207 or 208 minus 0.7 times your age. But you're going to find, many of you, that when you push your zones, you're going to find you can go higher comfortably or relatively comfortably. So we need to Get tested, make sure you got clearance from your doctor, and then look at your data. This is a perfect example of when you should be using FitTech if you want to. But don't deceive yourself. If you're taking a class at one of these boutique fitness places, and I don't want to name any, but some of them are, in my opinion, purposely using certain zones to make the people feel better about themselves. You're not working as hard as you think you're working. You're not burning the calories that you think you're working. And that's a disservice to the clientele. But this is a place where if you are tracking your heart rate during exercise, you start to look at your numbers and you can do this on your own. You can go run up and down a hill. You can go to the track and do some speed intervals. You can do it on a bike at home. You can do it on a treadmill at home, but push yourself to see what numbers you can hit. And again, the vast majority of you will not come close to your max heart rate. And that is why, as I was saying, got sidetracked when you go get tested in a research laboratory, you literally will have people who are at the graduate level standing next to your treadmill or your bike yelling at you to get you to go to your true max heart rate, to your true 
highest levels. Most people aren't getting there. Even in a class, even when you think you are there, you you have more. <laughs> and that's just the way the body works. And to those people who are worried about, oh my gosh, my heart rate was too high, when you are healthy and you push it, your body will slow you down. That's what the max heart rate is all about. You can't stay there very long. If you are remotely close, you won't be there long. And one final time, most people, even in a hard class or being pushed by a coach or even in a race, are not truly getting up there. It's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable when you're truly there, which is why you have to go to a laboratory to get it tested. So what's the, what's the overall takeaway from this? You start with 220 minus your age. You use your fitness technology, even if you care. I'm assuming you care, right? But you use your data to see what makes sense over time. And on a scale of one to 10, when you're truly pushing it, if you're taking a group cycling class and you're doing a hard interval, and this is why, again, you will learn that a 30-second all-out interval is a long time that you truly, most people can't come close to going all out for two minutes. It's brutal. But you're gonna look at your numbers. You're gonna see your numbers over time. And that's the amazing thing about this technology is you can put it up on your computer screen or on your phone and start to look and go, oh, you know, when I'm doing burpees with a heart rate monitor on, this is the number I hit. Or when I take that class and I'm doing treadmill intervals, this is the heart rate I hit. And what's, what are those high numbers? What's the highest number you've hit? And then you have to be careful about outliers. Sometimes the, the technology malfunctions. And I will leave you with one final thought about the technology. In my experience, wrist-based heart rate is really inaccurate for me and for many of the other athletes that I know. Now, at lower intensities, it seems to be much more accurate. What do I mean by that? There is a chest strap that many of you remember. That is the way... We have been measuring heart rate during exercise for a long time. There are other ways, but that was generally the accepted way. Many people don't like to wear that. They've become more and more comfortable over the years too, by the way. But now you have watches and bands that measure your heart rate at your wrist. What I have found is that when I start to exercise, especially at the higher levels, personally, and a lot of the research supports this, way off. That's not helpful. So when I exercise, I am wearing a chest strap. And again, this may work or not for you. Now, there's a couple new products that launched literally today or one specific huge one today that utilizes wrist-based heart rate. So you need to be an experiment of one. You need to know your body. You need to use the science and try different formulas. But at the end of the day, you need to look at what numbers you are hitting and how hard you feel you are working. And listen, a great way to truly find your numbers is to do an event, <laughs> like a 5K race or something, a group exercise event, maybe you know some workout routine with others where you're pushing yourself against other people. I mean, that is the original sports psychology study. Cyclists who biked a course by themselves saw how fast they could go, and then they biked it together. Think they went faster together? You think they hit higher heart rates together? Yeah.
So I hope that helps. 220 minus your age underestimates and has a huge variability for so many people. In my experience, a, a huge number. You know, I've heard two-thirds thrown out there. But you have to know your numbers. So if you are looking at heart rate zones and you are doing different types of exercise and measuring it, start to see patterns over time. Start to see patterns over time. And if you're truly someone who loves these numbers, wants these numbers, when it's okay to do it, go get tested. Go to a, you know, look at a local university or college or reputable sports performance facility and get your numbers tested. And you'll be surprised, <laughs> many of you. I was, I kind of knew that I wasn't working as hard. But generally speaking, when you get tested, you're going to find you've got a lot of room to push it. All right. Hope that was helpful. Again, technology, individual, perceived exertion, take all of these factors, put them together. There's no one thing and there's no one person and, and formula that generally speaking works for everybody. You got to take all these different things into account. All right. Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland. If you have not yet rated the show, please do so. Please rate it and subscribe as well. And if you can leave comments, reviews, that is super helpful. Super helpful as well. If you could take a couple minutes to do that, I would be greatly appreciative. New book out, The Micro Workout Plan. Makes a great gift. Give the gift of fitness, The Micro Workout Plan, my newest book. Everything I talk about here on the show and everything I believe in. And there's so much science in there, but science you can understand. If you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is my Instagram and Twitter accounts, Tom H. Fit. I love hearing and getting your questions and comments there. And you can go right to fitnessdisrupted.com as well. Thank you for listening. Trying to take the science, distill it down to stuff you can use to be safe, to be effective, to live your best life. That's what this show's about, all right? Thank you so much for listening. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.